Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good Tuesday afternoon. This is the COB. You've arrived at the right place on this, the 8th of December 2020. Um, hey, I'm Nadine Blaney here with Scotty. Scotty, I'll just get right to it. it. It felt pretty 2020 out there in terms of uh, some of the sector rotations that we saw happening at the local market. Yeah, everything that's old is new again. So uh, a lot of those familiar themes back with the, uh, the the lockdowns first began and uh, the world was fretting about what the coronavirus was going to do to uh, to all of us. Uh, back in vogue today a little bit, uh, not not as much as we've seen in the past, but uh, it was interesting to see that rotation out of the previous rotation was uh, was taking place. Yeah, okay, so a little bit of um, rebalancing, a little bit of profit-taking in terms of that really, really strong run-up that we saw in some of those big mining names. You know, the BHPs, Rios, and Fortescues of the world on a day that we uh, read that China's iron ore imports fell for a second consecutive month in November. Uh, Still, though, going very, very strong. And a lot of the iron ore is still coming from Australia over Brazil. And that's because of Valet's production restrictions. Um, What more is there to say about iron ore? I mean, we're still just, you know, watching it run higher, watching it run hot. Uh, It'll be interesting, I think, to hear from Elizabeth Gaines, CEO of Fortescue at the Investor Day tomorrow. It will be, and uh, I think no one's in any doubt that uh, these is the uh, the day to shine and the, the period to shine for Fortescue. But there'll be darker days ahead. But it, we all know it's a very well run company. But uh, you know, one hundred and forty seven dollars a ton iron ore for sixty two percent fines does not last forever, nor will it. We know the longer run uh, price averages are well lower. We know the marginal costs of production is around about fifty five bucks a ton. That's where the uh, Treasury goes and sets its price forecast off. So we know in time price are likely to go and retreat. The question, of course, is how quickly will that take place? Lots of different factors there, none least what the level of Chinese steel production is and the cost competitiveness of other things such as scrap metal, which can be used as a replacement for iron ore. Yeah, I was talking to an analyst uh, yesterday from EY who was talking about that scrap metal uh, you know, side angle of the story and he was just saying that it will take some time, that it's not there yet, um, but worthwhile having in the back of the mind. Um, uranium is one that we haven't talked about a lot on the channel, on Ausbiz, the streaming service that we all know and love, but um, it's it's one to watch. I think I'm going to do a bit of digging tomorrow and try to get a few names on just to, just to test the market, see where they um, believe. Uh, that the supply side of the equation is going and how potentially some of these Aussie miners can leverage that. But I think I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, the best performer of the day was Link. Uh, we chatted with Martin Crabb from Sean Partners, the CIO there, to finish the day. He was saying, yeah, good old takeover tussle. It's been a while. Shareholders should just wait and see what happens. Um, but also sort of was indicating it, it speaks volumes about the stage that we're at in this uh, equity rally. 
Yes, desperation for anything to go and unlock value, even breaking up a company and the like. But uh, certainly a lot of our suitors now are in there for Link uh, for a large chunk of the day as well. It was trading above the other uh, latest offer price. So that suggests that there's a little bit of an inkling that we may have further to run here. And uh, who doesn't love a good uh, corporate battle when it comes to a you know, takeover target? So keep an eye on this space. Especially in the lead into Christmas. Yeah, Link finishing up by 13.5%. And, a half percent. and uh, Martin's point as well was that you've just got so many of these corporates, so many of these private equity firms, you know, all cashed up for record low interest rates. What's to stop them from spending itchy Itchy wallets. Maybe the SPAC will come in next. <laughs> okay, uh, Scotty, so that brings me to a good point. Um, I think it's worthwhile, and I tried to make an effort to do it today, to ask our guests if they think there could be a pullback, and like a significant one, say between 5 and 10%, in the next month or two, and what could potentially uh, be the catalyst for that. I didn't have a lot of takers. Uh, what's your view on that? I don't know. I'm going to ask you. My- can you make, make me a case why I should be bearish about equities next year? It's really hard to find a reason to be bearish about equities if you look at central bank liquidity, if you look at uh, demand for commodities, commodity prices, the amount of stimulus, fiscal monetary policy stimulus that's being put into the economy. I, I think that for me, the one X factor could be you know negativity around a vaccine i know that there's so much enthusiasm around them right now but what if something happens and it doesn't go to plan there's some sort of health fallout or uh you know just the sheer number of sick americans and dying americans starts to weigh not only on well on sentiment but you know on the economic the real economic data that comes out of the u.s yeah it's uh it's interesting conundrum at the moment because I feel really optimistic. I've been feeling optimistic about the uh, equity market and the global economy for a while now. But uh, there is something in the back of my head that just doesn't sit right because everyone that I speak to is telling me the same thing. Whether it's like, you know, talking about cyclicals, growth, whatever, the story is all underpinned by the very same message. And I get the sense now that we are priced for absolute perfection. Uh, It is blue skies, bright sunny days, better times ahead. Now, no doubt, uh, I think that we're probably going to go and see that. But along the way, there are twists and turns. And I just wonder whether we've got so far ahead of ourselves in pricing in that perfection that when anything comes around that suggests that that perfection may not be achievable, uh, we could be in for a quite a short, sharp no, uh, no pullback, even with all the support out there at the moment and the cash on the sidelines. We know that uh, no, a lot of people are bullish at the moment. Look at all the sentiment indicators out there. Look at the, uh, the uh, put call ratios. Look at the outright level of call buying. And it is just phenomenal. This is the kind of stuff that you see often at the absolute peak of bull markets. I had a good conversation with Greg Valliere, he's Chief U.S. Policy Strategist at AGF Investments. It is up on the website and the app as well. The title for it is A Long Cold Winter May Bring Very Soft, and that's a quote, markets come January. So he's one person Mm. who was saying, look, still the outlook is good, and he believes that the U.S. President, Joe Biden, who comes in in January, will be a salve for a lot of the problems that are currently happening in the United States in terms of, you know, just sheer sentiment. But he is saying that, you know, yeah, he thinks that there will be a very soft period for equity markets, financial markets to come in early next year, January, in fact. So you might want to take a listen to that. I don't know. If if there's one bear out there, then I all that time. Everything (laughs) I suggest, ignore that time. Until the last bear is extinct, I know, you know, onwards and upwards. 
I love your honesty. Okay, one of the worst performers today was Whitehaven Coal. It was down by about 5%. Uh, there was no real news associated with that. I'm just quickly checking to see if there was a broker move, but it has not. There's, it's been on a, a pretty solid run as of late. Um, we did see a couple of market debuts, including that coal infrastructure asset uh, make their debut. I'm, I'm really struggling over the name. Dalrymple. Um, yes, thank you. Wah, wah, wah. Um, <laughs> yeah, didn't have a, didn't have the best first day, did it? No, it didn't. Um, you know, is that to do with uh, the tough nature of coal right now, and perhaps how some people view the outlook, or is it because of some of the major shareholders? You know, remains to be seen. What's your view on coal? Uh, it's going to be in the energy mix for a while. They try and convince uh, you know, some of those developing nations that they shouldn't use coal. Um, it'll be a very difficult case to go make against. Of course, we know there's, uh, there's cleaner technology out there at the moment. I'm not an expert when it comes to costs and don't know the benefit ratio. We want to have clean energy. We want to go and see uh, the environment looked after. We're here you know, on a planet. Uh, we can't go and escape that at this point, nor should we want to. So, uh, look... In time, I think coal will be phased out, but uh, anyone who expects it's going to be a quick process, I'm, uh, I don't think it's going to be the case. I hope it's up on the site, but I had a chat with Tony Morris from Bank of America. You know him, Scuddy. And he was talking about some of the long-term challenges for Australia, and he rated our ability to react to the global push in terms of climate change and responding to climate change is one that Australia might struggle with in the longer term because of you know, a lot of the... Uh, you know, well, the current approach and how we've potentially already fallen behind other economies. Yeah, we've got to reinvent ourselves. Well, that should be the process that we continually undergo and uh, and transform. This. Uh, there's no no need to go and panic about that, but certainly we shouldn't be relying upon uh, fossil fuels and mining and, to be honest, a lot of uh, housing as well to go and prop us up. No, we've got a lot of smart people here. We can attract a lot of smart people, so let's get to work. ABS property prices for the third quarter up by 0.8% nationwide. We'll leave that there. It's a bit dated. It is. Okay, let's talk about... Uh, well, you you said Santa Claus rally on air. I thought we weren't allowed, but now the floodgates are open. We did speak with Sean Partners' Candice Burke on the channel. She gave us three names for the Santa Claus rally and for 2020. So if you'd like a few stock picks, you can access that interview via the show notes. Um, David Lane from Picture Partners is one of those... Those uh, experts that we speak to who were saying, you know, potentially now is time to cash out of the miners. You can listen in on that conversation. And uh, I spoke with Nickel Mines CEO, shouldn't say me, Andrew Gigan was along with me, um, Justin Werner. Uh, I talked to him about, yes, that angel nickel deal in Indonesia, but also going forward, if the company wants to get more into the EV side of production Given that right now it's very much in pig nickel, which is used primarily for stainless steel. So if you're interested in that, lots of people like NIC as a ticker code. Uh, take a listen to that interview. It's hard not to be bullish about battery materials. It sure is. But whether it's actually you're going to be going to a Tesla, that's the other uh, question, I think. But uh, Why not it, a Volkswagen? Why not a GM? It's, uh, there's lots of competition going for Tesla. That's all Neo. I could keep throwing them out there. Um, not sure Neo would be one of them. <laughs> Adair's was out today. Pretty positive trading update for the first half of the year. Steve Johnson was talking about it. We had um, yeah, Martin Crabb mentioned it. Uh, the share price did pretty well off the back of that. ADH is the ticker code. It was the stock of the day. Let's hear what Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool had to say. 2021, you say to yourself, is this the beginning of a new trend? Or do we look back and say, yeah, of course 2020 was different, of course there was COVID, we spent money on homewares and hardware and groceries rather than going to Europe or to America or somewhere else. And that's the real key question I think for many investors is, is this sustainable? 
The good news is to some degree when the business is doing well, they are attracting new customers. So that should give some sequential benefit next year. But I wouldn't be putting my entire lot in with this is the beginning of a new trend or somehow you can extrapolate this strong growth. It's on a PE of 14, which is low for its earnings because its EPS growth rate's averaging about 44% now. Sorry, uh, and that's 34%, right? <laughs> and that's, that's for outstanding. Yeah. Interestingly, if you look, if you look at a comparison, uh, Nick Scarley, which is in the same area, that's on a PE of 11 with similar growth. So it's right. actually, Nick Scarley's actually cheaper than these guys. And I think, personally, I think Nick Scarley's got a stronger brand. But Adidas does look very cheap, and we're showing it returning 9.1% uh, a year over the next five years on a margin of safety and about 44% on default. So that requires them to maintain this growth rate. So I, it, I think it's quite good. For me, I'd go for uh, Nick Scarlett. Stock of the day, not going in the portfolio today, Scotty. ADH out. Um, we've got a bonus stock tip there. If you listen closely, you would hear Nick Scali coming from Mark Moreland from Team Invest. Uh, well, we have uh, Eurozone GDP, well, Euro EU GDP out tonight, EU employment coming from Eurostat. Uh, but I think that what we'll be talking about tomorrow here in Australia is that consumer confidence read coming from Westpac. Yes, the uh, ECB, also EU data out tonight's other revision like we saw with the Japanese data today. So probably shouldn't be any major reaction whatsoever. But uh, yeah, looking ahead, that Westpac consumer confidence reading, uh, lots of lots of uh, no focus on that. Uh, I look at what's going on with uh, with uh, perceptions towards current uh, household finances. That's a pretty bullish one when it comes to the outlook for spending to Christmas. We'll also get an update on Christmas spending intentions, I believe, in this survey. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, and uh, of course, what's going on in the housing market? I uh, you know it's everyone's favourite topic. I know, or love it or hate it. I know it's property market, so I'm sure that there'll be a lot of I uh, know insights that, uh, that Westpac will deliver in that document. PPI, CPI coming from China. It'll be interesting to see what happens on the consumer front there. Um, let's skip ahead to some of our guests. Robert Rennie, you look forward to speaking with him, no doubt, tomorrow, uh, coming from Westpac. Uh, talking mostly about China and commodity markets, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, we also touch on what's going on with uh, with Brexit, that old, that old chestnut, but uh, he is an absolute expert when it comes to those fields. So there are a few people, if any, in the country who know it better than what he does. So look forward to that one uh, in the nine o'clock. Yeah, um, Startup Daily, I just skipped ahead to that. So at 2.10 p.m., they are. They've got a bit of a wine fetish going on in that program. And true to form, they've got Naked Wines, MD, um, coming on. Uh, we'll prepare the uh, emergency stretcher to go and take them all out. <laughs> yeah. And we'll be chatting India with Aaron Nagendra. He is from India Avenue. We'll talk about some of the opportunities there, perhaps some of the risks. Uh, we'll see if we can get a couple of um, insights into specifically what companies, because a lot of the conversations, Scotty, has been around emerging markets uh, for 2021. Yeah, India's a different one. So uh, it's, 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 you can see the potential, but uh, it is, just seems to be, you know, two steps forward, two steps back, just kind of like run of the mill. So we know that the equity market there has hit uh, no record highs this year. Uh, we've seen no, that is in part due to weakness that we saw in the, uh, in the repair. But uh, it's an interesting market, but uh, no, interesting insights there. I'm looking forward to going and having a chat mm -hmm. and seeing uh, what we can go and garner as to what's going on longer term there. Yeah, okay. Um, You've got to sign up for the COB newsletter. There's a good tweet of the day. I'm not going to kill the fun, but it's got a pretty awful pictures of uh, Microsoft staff back in 1978. Um, before it. our time, well, before, before your time at least, I'll say, 
Anyhow. Only just. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, Scotty, it's a Wednesday tomorrow. Look forward to it. Looking forward to it as well. Hump day is my favorite day of the week Woo! for one of them. See ya. Bye.